0: Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here with a classic episode for you from our former host, Christian Sager, about the stunning science behind the Northern Lights. I wanted to run this one because, well, A, it's really cool, but B, I'm loving the series, His Dark Materials, from the BBC and HBO, so they've been on my mind. And they're not a sponsor, I just dig the show. Anyway, here's Christian.
0: Hey BrainStuff, this is Christian Sager. We've all heard of the Northern Lights, right? Those beautiful manifestations of colors that are in the sky. Well, they've inspired many myths. In Viking legends, they were considered the Bifrost, the many-colored bridge between Earth and Asgard, the home of the gods. And in Finland, they actually believed the lights were a sign of the Archangel Michael battling the devil, Beelzebub. Scandinavians believed that they were reflections off of the shields of the Valkyries. But despite being observed for thousands of years, there are still many misconceptions about what the northern lights are. First of all, it's false that they're sunlight reflecting off of polar ice caps. It's also false that they're moonlight reflecting off of ice crystals in the air. The aurora borealis, as it was coined by Galileo Galilei, and means Northern Dawn, or Dawn of the North in Latin, is also at the South Pole, known as the Aurora Australis. In 1896, their real origin was discovered by Norwegian scientist Christian Berkland. He tested his theory in controlled experiments. And here's the truth of the matter. Solar winds stream away from the sun and flow around the Earth's magnetosphere. Their charged electrons interact with elements in our atmosphere, at points where the magnetosphere is weakest, the north and the south poles. So these solar winds, the sun's corona continuously emits them, a stream of electrically charged particles. They stream away from the Sun at speeds of 1 million miles per hour. They reach Earth in 40 hours from the Sun. Now this is 40 times faster than a spacecraft needs to be to escape Earth's gravity. It's pretty fast. Solar activity currently follows an 11-year cycle, and longer cycles affect the aurora, and we've actually seen them increase solar activity in the last few centuries. When they get here, though, these solar winds strike the magnetic force generated by the Earth's core. Then they flow through this magnetosphere, a shield area of charged electrical and magnetic fields. This shield is then blown into a teardrop shape by the solar winds. The magnetosphere protects Earth from dangerous solar and interstellar particles, and most are directed away from Earth, but... Some are trapped near the magnetic poles. The electrons from these solar winds interact with elements in Earth's atmosphere, somewhere between 60 to 200 miles up in the air. This is 10 times higher, by the way, than most airlines fly. These electrons collide with oxygen and nitrogen, transferring energy into these gases and making them excited. When they calm down, they emit photons, and small little bursts of energy form light. The shifts and flow of this energy can reach 20 million amperes at 50,000 volts. Compare that to your circuit breaker at home disengaging over 15 to 30 amperes at 120 volts. So, It's a lot of energy. Now, the color of the aurora depends on which element, whether it's oxygen or nitrogen, that is struck and at what altitude it's struck at. Since it's dimmer than sunlight, the aurora actually can't be seen during the day. But oxygen emits either a greenish yellow light somewhere around up to 150 miles up in the air or a red light over 150 miles up in the air. Nitrogen, however, emits a blue light up to 60 miles up in the air. If you blend them all together, however, you can produce purples, pinks, and white light. But one note, while some say they've, quote, heard the northern lights, the air where they're formed is actually too thin to conduct sound. So that's not possible. It would be impossible for sound to travel from the upper atmosphere to the ground. So you're probably asking yourself, these sound pretty cool. Where do I get to see the northern lights? Where do they occur? Well, they center around Earth's magnetic poles, not the geographic poles. And they're in ring-shaped spots called auroral ovals. These are between 500 and 1,500 kilometers wide and expand during geomagnetic storms. These roughly correspond to the Arctic and Antarctic circles and can be seen from space. So the best places to see them are Central Canada, Alaska, Greenland, Northern Scandinavia, and Northern Russia. And yes, if you're asking, other planets also have auroras. They've also been observed on Saturn. Jupiter and Uranus.
1: Today's episode was written by Christian and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other colorful topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.